Hey everybody, welcome to another podcast of Wedding Confessions. It's me, Trevor, and I'm here with one of my best friends. He's also in the wedding industry. His name is Paris, and his business name is Paris Events. He is one of the head designers in Toronto and around the world, and he's here with me today. Hey, Paris. Hi, Trevor. So, Paris, you've been in business for 15 years now? 15. 15 years. 15 big ones. And you're only 20. How does that make sense? 20. I wish I was 20. <laughs> That's a long time to be in this industry and to be still as successful as you are. Like you're, you're a leader in this industry. People know who you are. I think you have to be patient. Um, patient. I wasn't patient. Like I wanted my business to take off from day one. I wanted everything to happen all at the same time. And there were people around me where things just happened for them and they blew up overnight. And of course I was envious of that to some degree, but now I can look back and say, I needed to do all that stuff to do what I'm doing now. And what's, what's your process when it comes to a couple? So a couple comes to you, how do you pull their vision out of them? Because I'm, I'm mm. a lot of couples have no idea what they want, right? They don't. I mean, some come with a very specific vision, like they have their uh, Pinterest boards ready. They have like the right words. They what's they, a what's a right word? The right word is like you go and use a designer word. I guess you could say so. Designer words for me are like instead of saying red, you say cherry, or if you instead of saying oh yellow, yes, you say canary. We've so, had this conversation <laughs> so many times because I've uh, I would say to Paris, hey, I really like your blue shirt, and he's like. It's not blue. It's I don't. I can't even remember <laughs> a word that you would use. I probably would say like teal or sea foam, <laughs> or like oh, my favorite is dusty blue. <laughs> oh no, I remember what it was. It was, uh, you were wearing yellow, and I was like, oh wow, I wish I could pull off yellow. He's like, and, and Paris says to me, I'm not pulling off yellow. I'm pulling off mustard. Oh yeah, mustard. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow. Yeah, that sounds like something I would say. <laughs> and then I would probably remind you. But don't you think you use the proper terminology now since oh. you met me? I wish that I could. Oh, you do. But okay. I still say yellow. <laughs> you still say yellow. <laughs> I think you should use the word canary or lemon <laughs> or custard. Oh, custard is custard. a good word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so client comes to you. They start using words that you recognize and you get excited. I get excited because I feel like, okay, you know what? These... Either these clients know what they want or what they've always been looking for or they're open and they're outside the box and they want a design, not just a decor scheme. And you're so good at it too. I know the couple, the next couple that's coming on this podcast today, you did such an, an incredible design for. And uh, anyways, we won't talk about that yet. We'll talk about that when they get here. But you want to hear something funny that happened at one of my weddings with a florist? I, I just used air quotes. <laughs> I love air quotes. So... I was hired as a month of coordinator. They hired me for my wedding month management services and showed up at the venue, had spoken to every vendor, because that's what I do to create the itinerary. And when the florist showed up, she pulled up in a van, started unloading, and I walked up to her and I said, hey, I'm Trevor. We talked on the phone. And she said, we didn't talk on the phone. And I was like, oh, sorry, who are you? So she, the original florist had subcontracted out another company to come and do the centerpieces and the bouquets and everything else and didn't tell us. And 
didn't tell the bride and groom. Just this other girl just showed up with a van full of flowers. This poor girl, though, had no idea what she was supposed to do. So she had all these flowers. She knew how many tables were there, but she didn't know what was supposed to go on the flowers. And she didn't have any of the background information? Nothing. Nothing. She didn't even have a copy of the invoice. Wow. Okay. She didn't have the quote. She didn't have any visual. Right. So luckily I did. Okay. And I had talked to the couple about their design. Mm Mm-hmm. And knew exactly what they wanted. So I started building centerpieces with this girl to, wow. to kind of show what needed to be done. Now, I don't do... I, I This is why I hire designers because I can't do that kind of stuff. I don't. I can't make things look pretty. Yes, you can. <laughs> no, no, not the way that a professional... You mean like when we go shopping? <laughs> I hate shopping. You love shopping. You love shopping with me. I tolerate shopping with you. Remember that sweater I found that I should have <laughs> bought, but I didn't? Why didn't you? I don't know. It was too chicken. <laughs> Why? What was wrong with it? Why? Do, oh, it was it like was... see-through. <laughs> <laughs> it was see-through. And I was like, buy it, buy it. And you didn't. Yeah, um, I absolutely hate shopping. Anyways, I am not good at putting together what you have done for 15 years. So I tried to show her what to do. She did it. She did a great job. Then we realized that we were missing all of the flowers for the head table. Oh, no. Okay. The head table had a different look than the rest of the tables. Like the flowers were not there or it was just a different vision? The flowers were not there. Oh, okay. Like we had other flowers that we were using for the centerpieces for the other, for the guest tables, but nothing was left for, nothing was different for the head table. And the head table is supposed to be a whole different look. Got it. So we had to come up with this whole design for the head table, hope that the bride and groom were okay with it. But when I called the actual company that we hired, she just kind of like shrugged her shoulders at the situation and was just like, well, you've got flowers, don't you? Oh, that was her response. What kind of response is that? So d- does this, um, the person who arrived on site is not staff of this florist that they hired. It's no, just it was a totally different company. She had her own company. Interesting. Okay. So, I mean, I've never run into that before because usually the client is aware of one of the the staff members are coming or if you're not going to be on site. Somebody should be. Somebody should be. I mean, there should be some representative of that company on site, even if they choose to subcontract the flowers to somebody There should just be open communication. Look, if you're so busy and you've got three weddings on one day and you need to subcontract somebody else, okay, well, maybe you should tell somebody that that's what's happening, that... When the when the couple hires you, they're hiring you, and they expect you to be at this event. Now, was this a florist? Yes. Okay, and they are a daily florist or a florist that does event work too. Both. Both. Okay. So it was just it was just a weird reaction. Right. And look, if you're so busy that you have so many events, that's amazing. Congratulations. That's awesome. Good on you. Right. But just tell us you're sending somebody else. And when you send somebody else, make sure that that person knows what they're supposed to do. Because I agree. What if I didn't? I agree with you. Then what's going to happen? Or what if you weren't on site at all? What right. if I wasn't? Yep. If they had um, asked this florist to create these flowers, but there was no one there to direct, that would have been a problem. Luckily, this couple was really cool and chill and loved what we d- what we had done and understood what the situation was. And then I told them that we should have a conversation after the wedding and I told them exactly what happened, what the reaction of the florist was, and now it's up to them to, to do what they want to do. Agreed. But it was just it was a shocking response. And then when I started to say, like, well, are you going to come and help direct this girl to do what she needs to do? No, I'm at two other weddings today. And wow. I said, so you're literally just washing your hands of this situation. Right, she's done. Like, this wedding wasn't good enough for you to be at. And she said, I don't appreciate your attitude. And I said, I'm not giving you attitude. I'm just kind of telling you how it is. This is a really weird situation to be in. Correct. And she said, um, 
I don't need to take this from you. I'm going to get off the phone right now. And I said, okay, but you know that I'm a wedding planner, right? And, and we should have a good relationship because we could work together again. I could, I could promote you to other couples. Mm-hmm. I don't need your recommendation. Okay, fine. Goodbye. Thank you for wow. everything. I, yeah, I definitely have shocking, right? That's, that's shocking that that's the reaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is your business at the end of the day and you'd want to keep all your avenues open, right? You don't want to lose potential business from a wedding. Like we do weddings um, and our work is on showcase to like hundreds of people at these weddings. So you want to always put your best foot forward because you never know what other referral is sitting in that room. Hundreds of people at the wedding and then thousands of people on social media. Agreed. Like this is a huge commercial for you. That's right. Why are you fucking that up? I don't know. I don't know why that would be the solution. Like I always feel like I can't always be at every wedding I do, but I make sure the right people are there and that my client knows that I am not on site. Right. And that's the big difference is you communicate that with the couple and the wedding planner, if there is one and everybody knows that Paris will not be at this event, but his incredible team will be there. And that's, that's another thing that's so great about you is that you can have multiple weddings on one day still have your vision be a part of it, but not necessarily you be at it. I, and I don't have to, um, I mean, in my business, I make sure that I'm not doing more than two per day. That's like my cap. Um, most of my weddings are very detail oriented. So elaborate, very elaborate. And I just don't feel comfortable doing that either. So it's not even a business decision. It's just something that I feel like I need to be there. And if I'm there, whether I'm there for five hours or two hours, just checking in to make sure it's the way I visioned it for them. That's what I'll do. I love seeing you on site too. When, when we work a wedding together, you are, it's so funny to see you because we hang out a lot. We talk a lot. We go to Mexico every year together, but when we work together, you're so in your zone. Like you are in this, you are just like this designer extraordinaire showing up, doing what you do. And you, you have this vision and it's so fun to actually watch you turn the vision that we've seen on paper into this grand, grand production. That's my favorite part though. I like I love sitting in with the clients and drawing the whole thing. The client maybe will use five to 10 words that will become like my inspiration. I guess you could like say mustard. My mustard, not my mustard. That those descriptors will come later. But <laughs> I use those words. I start drawing, and really, the whole event comes together in that first consultation. And I think that's why my clients enjoy working with me because they leave that initial consultation with the look and feel, or feeling of the look and feel of what they're gonna get. You're so good. I like doing it. And I could talk to you about this for hours and hours, but we have to go to break so that we can bring in our couple that's here to talk to us. Be right back. Actually, I would say be right back. What would you say? Um, Oh, I guess I would say be back in a jiffy. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back in a jiffy. In a jiffy. Trevor, my wedding planner. You have been like my guardian angel from the second I met you and if it wasn't for you like I would have just thrown in the towel for real. Yep, that's right. She's talking about me. I'm Trevor from Trevents Wedding and Event Planning and I'm here to help make your wedding dreams come true. I offer full planning, partial planning and of course wedding month management. 
So check me out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. My handle is at Trevents Planner. And go to my website at www.trevents.ca. T-R-E-V-E-N-T-S dot C-A. Anyone who's getting married, please hire Trevor. Hey, I'm Paris from Paris Events. My company provides event design, event decor, and event floral for weddings and corporate events. We've been designing events for 15 years, working with couples, corporations, and resorts around the world. You can check out our work at parisevents.com or on our Instagram page at parisevents. And we are back. I'm still here with Paris. Hey, Paris. Hi, Trevor. And now we have the lovely Candace and John here. Hey, guys. Hey, Trevor. The hey, lovely. Trevor. Candace is waving. You have to speak. This is audio, not video. I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you guys are here. We worked together back in 2017. Actually, you know what? Before we talk about that, tell us a little bit about the two of you. How did you guys meet? I think Candace tells this story a little better than I do. So mm. why don't you start, sweetheart? Oh, <laughs> he's so cute. That's really cute. <laughs> well, um, it was 2011. November 2012. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I feel like he just set her up for that. He's like, she tells the story better. Right. And he jumped better, right not accurately. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Picture it. The best stories are actually kind of made up. <laughs> so, we were in court. It was 2012, I guess. They're Why both were you lawyers. In court? They're lawyers. Oh, they're lawyers. Okay. Yes. And I had a case against his boss. Whoa. So he attended with his boss, and we started chatting during one of the breaks. And I just thought he was a very nice person. I thought Candace was really nice. She was the first lawyer I'd ever met who was my opponent who was actually decent to me. It's very surprising. Huh. No and sparks. There were no sparks point. between the two of you? No, at that point I was just focused on winning. So you wanted to kick his ass in court? Hell yes. Okay. I mean, too bad you didn't. That's true. Did you win, John? It, my boss ended up winning, but it's not really, it's not really important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, okay. Th- it wasn't until almost three years later that we had some mutual friends through work um, that Candace knew from law school and then happened to work at my company at the same time. And uh, we ended up meeting through another friend. Although I have to say throughout the years after I first met him, we had a few more files together. And uh, I'm ashamed to say that one time in 2014 where we met again, I actually totally forgot who he was. I didn't even remember, I hadn't remembered even meeting him. I, uh, I sat <laughs> next to Candace in court. Like, I actually sat down next to her and went, hi, Candace. And she gives me this blank stare and she's like, can I help you? Can I help you? You didn't remember the court case. No, I didn't remember him. Okay. <laughs> but it's funny because I pride myself on having such a good memory. Clearly. But, you know, for faces, except for John's. <gasps> you were too committed to winning that day. Yes, I'm going to stick with that. (laughs) So how did you end up going on a date then? Well, uh, Candace had actually won a case. I mean... Actually won a case. Actually, no, I lost a case. Did you lose that one? Again? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was at the Court of Appeal. Oh, that's right. So Candace sent me a a decision of hers. Yeah. It was still groundbreaking. Yeah. And we tried. And I, I, I wrote <laughs> That's her. That's amazing. And yeah, Candace um, sent me an email congratulating, um, sorry, saying about the case. I sent one back congratulating her. And um, I wrote back, um, you know, congratulations, you know, P.S., you know, we should hang out sometime. P.P.S., uh, I'll, you know, 
try that food you said and PPPS, here's my number. Whoa, <laughs> I a lot love of that. And she took the number. Well, I actually didn't know what that number was because he didn't tell me. So I thought, is it a cell number? Is it a work number? Because, of course, I, I overanalyze everything. <laughs> Shocker, I know. Yeah. Um, and eventually I recruited one of our mutual friends to help decipher all the text messages you were sending me. What did you have to decipher? Well, because I wasn't sure if he we was were flirting. flirting with me or if he was not and what was happening. <laughs> Aww. Yes. Um, the first date was, uh, I had found out that Candace had never actually seen Star Wars. So <laughs> I invited her over for dinner. I made her dinner and we watched Star Wars. You cooked for her? I did. On the first date? On the first date. You're so romantic. It's very intense. <laughs> did you, do you like Star Wars? Yes. I actually liked it. I wasn't sure what to expect. My last memory of Star Wars occurred when I was three years old. I think I was forced to watch the opening and I got scared of the stormtroopers. And then I refused to watch it. And ever since then, it had been burned in my memory that Star Wars was scary. Clearly, it's not. But for a three-year-old, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But which Star Wars... I'm hoping like A New Hope is what you introduced her with. It was A New Hope. Okay, good. Because you don't want to start with any of the new... Is that the first one? That's yeah. the the fourth one, but okay. the first one that was ever filmed like and in released. the seventies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I fell asleep in that five minutes, and <laughs> <laughs> it was horrifyingly boring, and I totally fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't get into it. It's you like, know, why am I reading all so this funny. text at the beginning of this movie, and right. it takes forever to get through that text, and then you fall asleep. Yeah. So. Everybody, just to preface, Paris has horrible taste in movies. That's not true. His favorite movie is Crossroads, starring Britney no, Spears. No, it's not. It's <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> okay, fine. That's an awesome movie. So did you like Star Wars? Did you watch all of them after that? I didn't watch all of them. I watched uh, so episode four, five, and six. Okay, good. Those are the only ones to really all watch. All together. Like, both of you did that together. Yeah. That night? No, no. not oh, that okay. night. <laughs> that would have been too much screen time, I think. Right. You wanted to get to other things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like dessert that well, John probably <laughs> baked for actually, you. Actually, Candace brought dessert. She brought oh. uh, cinnamon rolls, right? The, uh, the spirals. Mm. So my cousin Jason, uh, when I told him that my first date with John was going to be Star Wars, he said, you should get Cinnabon. And I said, I don't understand. Because they look like Princess Leia's. Well, I got that eventually, but I didn't understand the time. And he said, trust me. It's a Star Wars homage. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> and did you get it when she brought that? Oh, I got it. And what, did that make you really happy? Actually, yeah. I, I thought maybe Candace has a nerdy side and I'm going to like that. She totally has a nerdy <laughs> side. And uh, but the funny so story cute. at the end of the movie, we actually had a bet was that if Candace liked the movie, then I get a wish. And if she didn't like the movie, she liked the wish. Sorry, she gets a wish. And she liked the movie. And what was the wish? I said I wanted to kiss you. <gasps> oh, oh my god, I'm so gonna cute. barf, Did but I love it. Did you say it exactly <laughs> like that? Pretty much. Do you guys like use legal <laughs> jargon in your communications? Oh God, no. No, you, you don't, don't say. You like, don't drop a single lawyer word. I object. Yeah, you don't say. I, I do object. that when I'm in battle or war mode, but most with of the time, John? yes, <laughs> with John. I would say with John. So if you guys start to fight, do you say, "May I approach the bench"? No. Although that's very tempting. You should know. <laughs> I hope you guys do. And I hope you videotape it and send it to both of us. Oh, so <laughs> let's cut to how many years later was it before John proposed? Oh, it's it's not even a year later. It's uh, you, seven and a half months after our first date I proposed. Shut up. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow, that you were so like adorable. in love. I was. I couldn't Smitten. help it. Smitten. I couldn't help it. And how did you propose? So uh, it, it's a bit of a story, but uh, Candace and I cooperated on this whole thing. And the lesson for any guys listening, seriously, just ask her about the ring she wants. <laughs> Don't do that whole guessing game. Just have her tell you. <laughs> the proposal actually started, I would say, probably five months in where he had suggested he would like to propose to me and get married to me. And I said, of course, that'd be awesome. So it starts off as a discussion. It's not like the sort of sweeping Hollywood drama where you just propose and the person's totally caught off guard and says yes. I think that's probably the, one of the worst ways to propose, simply because who knows what the other person will say. And maybe they don't want to get married. I mean, I actually, before John, I was thinking I, I didn't want to get married. I just thought I'd, it'd be nice to find a, a life partner. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take what you just said in, to another level. The absolute worst way to propose is doing it that Hollywood way, but in front of your whole family yes. and friends at Christmas dinner, because what if she doesn't or he doesn't want to get married? That is the most awkward. Candace and I always say it was how you propose should be a surprise that you are proposing should never be a surprise. Oh, I like the way that's huh. put. So that's I actually like that kind of how we, that's how we did it. Um, eventually after we had a ring ready and all that, I, uh, I, we were living together. So I just did it at home. I went home early from work, had the ring like in a box already, put it on the living room table. And then I put flower petals all over our condo. Oh my little, God, I can't. Um, ca- I little just can't. candles all over the, all over the what condo. What color were the flower petals? Uh, the mixture of, I want to say pink fuscia. and red. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, like a light pink fuscia <laughs> and uh, red. Um, like, probably oh, about like um, 400. I just have to interrupt you, John. Oh, yeah, so yeah. we wouldn't use words like light pink and fuchsia. We just had this conversation before you guys um, got here. We would use like, Rose or Cerise, or we would use words like when he says raspberry, we, he means him. <laughs> I think it's I've a never we. heard Trevor say the word raspberry because I wouldn't, unless I was saying I would like to eat some raspberries. <laughs> what about the word blush? Do you say that? Blush. Word? I have to say blush you because have to say blush. lots of brides want blush. <laughs> I hope you start using those words in your um, wedding consultation. I will from now on. Thank you so much. I don't even know what they mean. <laughs> Sorry, should I have said that? I want yes. to hear Cerise more. You Cerise. Hear Cerise. So Cerise. you were dropping Cerise. Cerise flower petals was on the floor of your condo. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? Um, Cerise. Cerise. <laughs> I had actually made dinner. Uh, I want to say it was lamb chops and asparagus. And the appetizer would have been escargot with garlic butter. That was it. Did you just whisper that to him? Yes kind of a bit of teamwork going on here <laughs> i love it and i the only real tell i had for candace was i told her we, i was going to do it at some point soon and when you come home open the front door slowly because um, I, didn't, I didn't want her to trip <laughs> on the rose petals <laughs> on the rose petals they were the actually they're actually quite slippery they are slippery and that was it <laughs> and then the half hour before she came home it was just me at home losing my mind because everything was already set up no doubt <laughs> and it's kind of like the point of no return you can't clean it up fast enough to back out of it if you wanted to john you have got to be one of the most romantic guys i've ever come across it is so sweet and so impressive You've done good, Candace. Thank you. So now Candace said yes, and now it's time to plan a wedding. So when, how did I come into the picture? What made you decide that you wanted a wedding planner? Do I say it was pure frustration with doing it ourselves, or do I want to talk this up a bit more? It was pretty much uh, right after we had 
finally found our venue. It had taken a few weeks. John and I just looked at each other and said, I don't want to go through this process again. It took us so long to find a venue. We had been through, a f we had been to a few, um, and we didn't know what we were doing. We went to venues that we really shouldn't have gone to. There because was one of price point or just, uh, just or they weren't built yet. And there was one venue that we thought we really liked. We, we saw online. We went there, and it's right next to a building with tractor trailers. Like right next door. Yes. And, and, and what looked to, to be from the photos like a lush green space oh, turns out no. to be like a little four by six patch of grass. Really? Now, what, what, what would you yes. call a lush green space? Actually, that was really well said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that it's, and, and, and I'm nothing against kind of those venues. I, I mean, I actually like the venues. It's just that we didn't know what we were doing. And because we didn't know what we were doing, we found so many venues of varying prices and quality. So it was just very overwhelming. So when we finally found a venue that we liked, I told John to play it cool, but of course he said, can we live here to the uh, coordinator there? I so, actually said that. Yeah. <laughs> so we were, we were kind of screwed at that point. But we, what, we really liked it. It's beautiful. It has that mix it is of beautiful. indoors and outdoors. John's a very outdoorsy person, but I like, I like indoors because I don't like insects. Uh -huh. I, I agree with I, that. I like the beauty of the outdoors just without the insects biting me. That's basically. And the manor has like half tented, half not, so you get a bit of both. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's and a the golf water, course nearby. The the man-made lake that they have, oh, yeah. which is beautiful. And one-stop shopping in the sense that you have the ceremony and the reception at the same place. It was so good. So easy. Like logistically perfect. Okay, good. So you you did find the venue. So why did you need a wedding planner? Because it was so stressful just to get to that point. Ah. We're both busy working. We just thought if we have to go through this process of picking through thousands of vendors to find the right flowers and the right um everything the right everything cake this would just take eons we just didn't know what was good i mean we, you see prices you look online this is like you google you know you know event planner like there's like a hundred hits there's um, a lot of event planners in toronto luckily candace is like a pro at internet research and when she stumbled upon trevor's page <laughs> um it was kind of like love at first sight, I guess, or just you just kind of know. Well, I yeah, I, I, I think I was up late at night just flipping through hundreds of wedding planner websites. And I just went to Trevor's site. It was one of many. Sorry, Trevor. That's okay. No, I, I encourage people to look at many different sites and meet with many different planners because at the end of the day, you're going to end up with me. We only had to, <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, we only That's had to true. meet you and that was Did it. you only meet one? We only met we you. Only met no you. way. So what, what happened was I, I went to your website and I just started reading it and I just thought, you sound really smart. You sound really organized. Oh boy, did I fool you. And <laughs> <laughs> you have this great personality, assuming, of course, that you wrote everything on your website, which you did. I did. And it, it just, like, your voice just came out loud and clear, and I thought, this is really unique. You, you didn't, it just wasn't just a cookie cutter, hi, like, I'll be your wonderful wedding planner and put your trust in my hands. It was just, uh, it was something funny that you said on your website about, like, <laughs> if you're stressed, put down the ice cream pint. <laughs> 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 because I think maybe at the time, maybe I was eating ice cream. Oh, okay, put it it's down. like, I'm, I'm watching you. Exactly, exactly. Oh, that's so nice. I think I wrote something on my website that says, um, I still can't believe that they made a movie about my life and cast Jennifer Lopez to play me. <laughs> Obviously the wedding planner movie. 
So yes, I did put a lot of myself into my website and I appreciate that you, you recognize that. Well, I love it because your website's professional, but it also shows your personality. And because of that, I know I can also trust that you will stand up for me and, and my husband and you'll stand up for other couples because you're not afraid to have your voice out there. And it's great to have the honesty up front too. It's not a sales pitch, it's this is Trevor. This is what I do. And there was never a question. When we met you, it was it was great. I knew within about it I was love say, at first sight. Yeah. I want to say within about two minutes, I'm like this guy. <laughs> That's well, so awesome. You're well, John and I always joke that if we ever have kids, you're basically kind of like the love child of <laughs> us because you are the love child of our best qualities. So you're organized, the way that John likes things organized, which mm-hmm. is very particular, but you're also creative and very cerebral in that way. I like to think I'm like that. You're so much like that. And you're hilarious. And you were hilarious too. Well, look at us. The dream <laughs> team so right funny. here. So that's so nice. Thank you for saying all of that. And now let's get past me for a non-scripted, second. Non-scripted, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> here, totally here's your 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll take it. Then we started planning your wedding. And we met all the vendors. And we met, we met this Paris. guy sitting right across from me. We met Paris. Hi. 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 Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Cerise. <laughs> and we... Didn't I do such a good job describing that that you can't even get it out of your head now? Yes, oh, yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. So we, when we first met with you, was it a Zoom call? Did we... Were we on a... We did a Zoom call because how I do it all, yeah. Which is amazing because when, when Paris is a Zoom call, mm-hmm. he still draws what he's thinking and shares it because zoom, zoom is the most amazing app. i love zoom and you you can draw something and share it with us so we actually were watching do you remember we were watching him oh, yeah. draw your centerpieces oh, like yeah. right in front of us yeah paris was drawing the like the head table and like mm-hmm. here like this is the centerpiece and you see vines getting drawn like little <laughs> flowers protruding it was incredible <laughs> look at those words i'm loving it um yeah that zoom is how i do my first consultations it's how I get to know you guys before we actually meet in person. So that way we meet, when we meet in person, we're all on the same page in terms of vision and like, and then when we get into colors and stuff, we'll get to that though. So what, what is the process like for you when, when you were meeting the designer, what, what was it like to share your vision, to, to bring the vision alive? I guess it helps if you have a vision first, huh? Uh-huh. Yes. So you came into this without an actual vision. You didn't know what you wanted your wedding to look like. I remember, Trevor, our very first meeting at Starbucks when you said, Candace, do you have a theme for this wedding? And I said, I don't know what you mean. And you said, Candace, what have you dreamed about your wedding looking like? And I said, I'm still not computing. <laughs> then you said, Candace, what's your favorite color? And I said... I think blue. And you said, great, that's a start. So yes, it, it was a bit odd to have to, because I'm, I, I'm not, I never dreamt about my wedding since I was a little girl. I, I just, no. So no, I, I had never done that before. So it was weird having to try to plan something. I love that. And so how does that work for you then? Was that, is that difficult when somebody comes to you and they're just like, I don't know, I, uh, my favorite color is blue. Yeah, and actually that's what we did, right? Like you told me that you love blue and then we kind of started off with, okay, well, what coordinates well with blue? So we kind of went through the different color options and um, I was telling you, Trevor, earlier that I only need a few words to dream up something. So in your case, it happened to be the color palette. I knew you were at the manor. I knew we were in a room with natural light. 
So that dictated immediately where I was going to take a potential vision for you guys. Um, I also loved that you guys were using blue because I don't really use blue a lot. And so um, not because I don't want to, but because I don't get asked for it a lot. So It's such an awesome color. It is an awesome awesome color. color. And how perfect for a room with natural light, right? Like it gives you that like garden party feel. And so when you guys were on board with that, I don't think you guys were on board with the orange immediately. Well, it, it actually took me a while to get used yeah. to it. Well, John, <laughs> John had a blush. John was anti-pink. Was. John was <laughs> so anti-pink. And I remember you saying that at our very first meeting. I did. There was no pink that was going to happen at this <laughs> well, wedding. Look, here's why. I saw a photo. Candace was showing me like potential decor for like a wedding. Mm-hmm. And there's one room that was all like kind of like gold and white and pink decor. And the whole room just looked like fucking pink to me. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> you are so wrong. Actually had blue in it, blue with some touches I of pink. Didn't see but the he didn't blue. see the really blue; upset. he saw the cerise. <laughs> the cerise, blush. pink. Sorry, blush. that's blush. Like hardcore blush. <laughs> so at some point, I think John got me on board with the no pink. So I think I don't know, Paris. Sorry if we if we made your life harder. No, but I don't know if you recall, <laughs> but we did end up putting some like very very blush. And John didn't notice. <laughs> he didn't. Of course, of course I noticed. Not really. But it was not. so complimentary, the orange, right? Yeah. The orange, the blue, and then that like soft champagne blush. Like it totally worked in that. You space. did such an amazing job. I think when I saw your bou- so when I saw your bouquets on the wedding day, I think honestly, like this is not an exaggeration. I think I like it took my breath away. I had oh. not expected it to be so beautiful because, to be frank, I didn't know what to expect. I just. You had said, "Oh yeah, like I'll 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 make it come true because yeah. I sent you some photos and I said right. I, I said I I said I think the two contradictory things. I wanted it to be a nice bouquet. I want it to be a nice bouquet, but I also want it to be, I think I think gathered but also loose. I remember that actually. <laughs> and I thought oh, gathered God. but loose. And so. I think yeah. <laughs> I remember that <laughs> exact actually. And that's we had a bit of a back and forth with that because I'm like, so are we doing like hand tied which is the gathered look but then you're like no but i want it to look clean lines so i remember <laughs> i remember <laughs> so like difficult. okay so we're gonna do clean line <laughs> for hand picked so i think we got it eventually you though. got it because like it was just it was perfect balance of um these beautiful like flowers that look just like curated to be honest but then also natural natural and loose and flowing like we just picked them exactly like, yeah. but Aww. but you pick them in like a hollywood movie so they oh. look absolutely perfect oh, i love hollywood i movies. love hollywood too <laughs> no, seriously people i have a whole fighting. t-shirt with like yeah, places people were fighting over your centerpieces <laughs> really Paris, oh i know yes trevor told me that so <laughs> let's let's while well, you're talking about centerpieces uh, one of the one of the, my favorite stories of yours was when we had to purchase so normally we rent the vases or yes. whatever the flowers are going to go in for the centerpieces. But at this wedding in particular, we had to purchase the vases. So I grew up <laughs> thinking that you could just take centerpieces. Entirely. And I, and I had been doing that. I'm not even going to say it's like a <laughs> culture thing. Yeah. So we pre-purchased our vases mm-hmm. so that Paris had something to work with so that your guests can actually take John home. John found them. I was at my wits end. <laughs> oh, was that the Ikea day? Is the, that where we the found Ikea them? The Ikea day, yeah. yes. All of our candlesticks made it back, though. Yes, they right? did. Yeah, they didn't know. People don't want to carry those. heavy candlesticks. We, I True. feel like we made an announcement. <laughs> oh, did you? That okay. the only things that they people can take if they're there at the end of the night was the actual centerpieces with flowers. Yeah. Leave, the leave the candles. Leave the candle. I don't think, honestly, I don't think it's a cultural thing. I think it was just a me uneducated thing. 
<laughs> okay. Okay, fine. Just, you were just never told better. It's I all was right. never told because I never knew and that's basically it. And to be fair, a lot of places you can take the centerpieces. It's just that it was never made clear that you usually have to find out like and get permission, I guess. Right. Because I was a kid. You're just you just take You just it. take things. Yeah, thieves don't really ask permission. <laughs> Seriously. You know Seriously. When I first started <laughs> doing <laughs> weddings, that's that was the expectation. Like when I so when I started in 2003, we were always asked for full purchase centerpieces. Um, and because people assumed that you would... Actually, one of my first galas, I should talk about this gala, it was for um, eight, six or 800 people. I can't remember wow. now. And it was my first like big, big corporate event that I had gotten. And so we did like specialty linen. We did centerpieces with flowers. And so... All of that was on a rental basis, except for the floral. And people took the tablecloths, like the table in it. Stop it. They oh took God. the vases. They, t- uh, they were allowed to take the flowers, so that was fine. They took the votives. They took every single thing that on that table that they thought was up for grabs. It's because you did a good job. That's right. Maybe, but, like, but how did they take you, the linen off the table? Because you didn't like, nail it down. That's why. I'm like, did, did everyone clear their own down. tables to get this linen? We had 80 linens taken from that event. Yeah. And then, of course, of like well, unfortunately, all, out of all happened? like yeah. all eighty tables, sixty to eighty, oh I can't remember God. now. Holy yeah. smokes! Oh, I, I did got, you? Sorry, I, no. Go I ahead. I got to say one more thing about the centerpieces. I so I was very difficult throughout the planning process. In case no one's going to so. bring that up, but one <laughs> well, of the things I'm on I, the design side. Yes, you were. <laughs> I insisted on candles for the centerpieces because I thought yes. it would look awesome, and I was wrong. Pyrus made it look awesome, and like what happened was because this room has lots of natural light. When the sun goes down and the candles are still lit, it turns into the, this magical like ballroom setting. I'm so happy like, you said that. That like I <laughs> I couldn't believe it, and that I'm like yes, that's the look. That's, that's exactly what I wanted. You were not difficult to work with. I mean, I was cranky probably like <laughs> five or six meetings. There's in a only row. there's one time that really sticks out when you were Mr. Cranky Pants. <laughs> I can't even pick but that listen, time out. <laughs> it you were okay. So sometimes grooms aren't into wedding planning, and sometimes brides aren't into wedding planning. But you were into wedding planning, but some days. So the day that I we'll call I, those weekdays. <laughs> the day, the day in particular that I remember is we were cake shopping and. We went to two different cake companies and we tasted a lot of cake. Mm-hmm. You were on like a sugar high. <laughs> and as the day went on and we were finished testing the cakes, and one of the places was really far. We had to drive about 45 minutes to get there. So on the way back, you started crashing. It was the sugar high. The it sugar was high was crashing. by the sugar yeah. crash. Mm-hmm. And you got really, really cranky. But... I thought it was adorable and hilarious and you didn't like that I was laughing at you. <laughs> Candace and I were having a good good giggle about it. Sorry. But you but it was so different from the John that I knew and loved and I found it quite amusing. I put on a brave face. You done good. Except for when I don't. It, well, yes. That is very true. Oh, the cake tasting was epic. Yes. We tasted a lot of cake that day. I remember I kept trying to explain to the first cake vendor which we did not end up going with no. that I wanted the marble color change from green marble to blue marble and they did not understand. He did they not get it. And that's when I thought, gee, I don't think I want to spend money on this cake because it's going to show up as some weird 
green marble. I don't want <laughs> right. green marbling. Well, you want the people that you hire to understand your vision and yes. execute it properly. Or and at that's least listen. Or at least like listen. listen. Type an email correctly with the right, you know, color. Yes. I names. thought, yeah, I thought maybe it was me. I was pointing at the picture and I said, this is green marbling. Can you make it exactly like this, but with blue marbling? I don't no. understand. <laughs> okay. So you know how this part's green. Can you change that to blue? Um, ma'am, it's green. Yes, I yes, know it's know. green. So it <laughs> just sort of went on like that for about 10 minutes. But funnily enough, your cake wasn't any of those colors. You ended up with a gold cake. So and I, your cake was sick. Oh God. So Cake Creations, amazing. By Michelle. By, By Michelle. Michelle. Uh, she's in Newmarket. Uh, she is one of the Phenomenal. F- friendliest uh, cake vendors or friendliest vendors I know. Yeah. So yeah, that cake is amazing. And uh, you, everybody that's listening can see pictures of all of these in, in the liner notes of this podcast. So you can see how epic this wedding and actually was. And it tasted was. so good. What were so the good. flavors? Uh, chocolate raspberry, I think, and vanilla. And vanilla. Yeah. I think she yeah. did three of the tiers were vanilla. And then one of the tiers, the second biggest one was chocolate raspberry. Delicious. Not and she custom. Not that I got to try yeah. any at all. I you didn't have any on your no, wedding? Well, you cut the cake bit. and you fed each other a little bit. I, I had like some frosting. Some. <laughs> Fine. It was tasty. And she customized it how's exactly how I wanted beautiful. it. It was beautiful. Yeah. So everything went together, went together. Paris with your beautiful decor. I was very excited about Amazing. that. Amazing. Did you have, were you guys stressed out at all at your wedding? <laughs> Just a bit. What why, happened? Why were you stressed? Oh, so, yeah, so people don't really know this because apparently everyone said I sounded super confident during the ceremony. I was trying to remember to like bend my knees and breathe evenly and all that because you're you're kind of on display and like people are like, dude, you sounded fine. You sound like you really wanted to marry this chick. I'm like, yeah. I was afraid of passing out when I was up there. That was the <laughs> that was the primary that. concern. Yeah, yeah. Why I are you w- concerned about passing out? Because I wasn't bending my knees. I wasn't breathing right. I just like felt lightheaded. So yeah, fake it till you make it, right? Is it because of the? It wasn't even that hot. It though. was the heat. Did it you not it? even know this? No. Wow. Revelation. I didn't, I didn't want Candace to worry, so I just didn't say anything. I'm like, just, just go with it. <laughs> Did you have any stresses, Candace? Mm, the only stress I had occurred in the morning when I discovered that my underskirt to the dress was back downtown um, at our condo. So I'm sitting there getting my makeup done. I'm pretty relaxed. I'm like my bridesmaids are here, or my closest friends, and uh, my niece. And we're just like really relaxed, having fun. Then suddenly it just clicked. Oh, God. I forgot the rest of my dress. And the, that's the part of the dress that makes it poofy, makes it really epic, supposedly. So I panicked. Um, thankfully, John's sister saved the day. She ended up calling my in-laws, her parents. And they uh, went to our condo, brought the dress down. Rescued the dress. Yes. And it actually ended up working out because... The dress wasn't poofy for a bit, but because of that, I could fit into all these group photos that we were doing. Uh, <laughs> and the Airbnb that you guys were getting ready at, and then I think stayed there that night. We did, yeah. Oh, was it wasn't an Airbnb, awesome. though. It was oh, no, just, it was, it just was a B&B. B&B. Yeah. Sorry, we're so used to saying Airbnb, but it was an actual bed and breakfast. It was beautiful. I think it's called Silver Bells. And that's where you got your makeup and hair done, and yes. got ready for the day. It was not far from the venue. Like it was intimate. Ten minutes away, maybe. It was, it was perfect. Like, good choice. Just far enough from the venue that nobody's going to come for an after party. No. But just close enough that when you drive there in the morning, you have no stress at all. Can we talk about the late night station you had at your wedding? Because it was so amazing. It was so 
different from any late night station that I've ever seen at a wedding. So uh, no, really? seriously, why is that? Well, because it blended both of your cultures, both of your backgrounds. So just in the most a, stereotypical way. Yes, <laughs> very serious. So let's. What so was ju- it? Just to clarify for Trevor. Um. So uh, my background is actually Polish, and Candace's background is Chinese. So so guess Paris. What was their late night station? Polish and know. Chinese. I don't do food. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You don't do food? <laughs> we got a vegetarian over here. So uh, this would have actually made vegetarians happy. I think they actually was vegetarian. So you had pierogies and spring rolls. <laughs> the best. I love pierogies. And spring rolls. And spring rolls. So that's why you asked me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I do food. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paris, if you didn't get to try it, you missed out, man. No. <laughs> it was a big hit, too. Apparently, I people I heard now. were stampeding. They were fighting over it. <laughs> the dance floor emptied. It was hilarious. And your dance floor was full. Your uh, DJ was great. There's a story there. Come he on, was this is really a funny good. One. Yeah, he was really good. Very organized, but inflexible. Yeah. Yes. What happened that night? We did not notice any of that. No. He, he did not like working with wedding planners. Or anybody, really. He did not take direction. And his name was Tone? His uh, name was, yeah, well, his name was Tony. Tony. Okay. But I called him Tone. Yo, Tone. I was trying to make a point. I thought Tone. he did a great what job. What did I say to him? I don't remember what happened. It's uh, when he was, his line, I think, if I remember this, it's he goes, I only take direction from the kitchen captain or dinner captain. So the way that, it, the way that I work with DJs is... Uh, so I've created the schedule. I've created the itinerary. I work with all of my vendors, as you know, Paris, and we figure out your needs, your timing, and we build the day based on that. So then when it comes to the day and we've got all of our scheduled events, speeches, dances, anything that needs to happen, I am always communicating with the photographers, with the videographers, with the DJ to make sure that everything gets executed correctly. So I'll always give people a 10 minute warning. So if I'm coming to Candace and John and I say, Hey guys, your speech is scheduled for 10 minutes from now. Are you ready? Do you have to go pee? Do you have to have a smoke break? Do you want a quickie in the bridal suite? And you say super handy to know that. Did you say cookie? Quickie. Oh yeah. Do you want to have a cookie in the bridal suite before? (laughs) I I would say yes. (laughs) I would say yes too. I would say yes to that. But not to a quickie. It's kind of hard with the dress. (laughs) Anyways, you (laughs) say, yes, you're good to go. I tell the (laughs) DJ, hey, hey, DJ, we've got a speech coming up in 10 minutes. I say to the photographer, hey, we've got a speech coming up in 10 minutes. I say to the videographer, we've got a speech coming up in 10 minutes. Get your lights, get your gear, get everything ready so it's not missed. DJ Tony didn't like that I was telling him that. He wanted to hear it from the kitchen captain to make sure that dinner service was being served correctly and that it was okay for the speeches to happen. But what DJ Tony didn't realize is that, yes, I'm in touch with the kitchen staff to make sure that we're good to go. Almost like you actually talked to all your vendors, Trevor. It's kind of weird, huh? So weird. <laughs> so DJ Tony and I had a little talk and with the help of the kitchen captain, DJ Tony understood that for this evening, if it's done any differently than it normally is, DJ Tony was to take direction from wedding planner Trevi. Because ultimately, he's expressing the wishes of the couple. Well, and that's who hired me, and that's who Mm -hmm. trusts me, and that's who wants me to be organizing this evening. And And it has nothing mm -hmm. to do with me and having an ego or anything like this. I build a team environment. I want everybody to feel like we're all there for the same reason, and that reason is to make sure our couple is getting what they want, their dream wedding, what they've paid lots and lots of money for. It has nothing to do with what lots of people think a wedding planner is, and that's this God complex, and we're in charge, and we're number one. We're, oh, Trevor's we're, like the opposite of that. Well, I, I, wanna, I want 
everybody to just understand that that's not what's happening. That I mean, we're there to serve our clients. And you built the dream team to do that for our wedding. But Tony wasn't part of my dream team. He was just there. He to, had to be because that's who the venue makes you use. To be which fair, is okay. though, he was actually, he was really good. He was I got, amazing. I got, yeah, he was phenomenal. I got m- so many comments from um, the guests saying, you know, what a great DJ. He really got the party great going. MC. And he did. I think it's just he didn't, he didn't know who, he, who to take direction from. Which is unfortunate. But hopefully after your wedding, DJ Tony is a little bit more flexible when he works with other people. What are you smirking at, Paris? <laughs> I'm still thinking about eating cookies. In the <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, of Maybe it's time for a snack break. <laughs> and, uh, and on that note, thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you for sharing your wedding experiences thank with you. me. Thank you for we hiring me. We still have me. lots more to say. Well, maybe yeah. there'll be a part two. <laughs> Paris, thank you for being here, taking thank time you. out of your busy schedule to be with us. Of course. And until next time, y'all. Bye. 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 Hey, thanks so much for listening. Please make sure you subscribe and also follow me on Instagram at Trevents Planner and at Wedding Confessions.